but just to give you a little backstory before I get into the message, uh, because sometimes when we see things or when we uh, encounter things, or even if we saw it on a movie or whatever, we'll say, that'll never happen to me. And when Bishop called, I had, like I said, I had already had a week. And it started last Saturday. Last Saturday, I went by my father's house. And since when my mother passed in 2005, the family kind of got divided. Um, nobody was visiting, nobody was communicating, uh, but uh, the Lord led me to go by his house uh, last Saturday. And when I went by, I saw him sitting on his porch. Uh, his shoe was in one place, his cane was in another, and he was sitting on a stool, and he didn't look good. So I asked him, I said, Dad, uh, did you fall? He said, no. I said, well, why is your shoe over here on the side? Oh, I don't know. So I said, okay. So I helped him put his shoe back on, and I saw where, um, you know, he had some scrapes on his knuckle. And I said, well, Dad, I said, have you eaten? And he said, no. I said, okay. So then I saw, as I was leaving out, I saw one of the neighbors of, uh, next door coming over with a cell phone. And um, I saw her looking at my car. So I went on home, got him something to eat and a bottle of water, some um, antibiotic ointments for his hands. So as I came back, another one of the neighbors came up to my vehicle and said, who are you? And I said, well, who wants to know? And he said, well, um, his wife is on the phone, want to know who you are. So I said, well, it's Cassandra. And um, she said, well, why is she coming by? What is she doing? Uh, I got him taken care of. Needless to say, she's thousands of miles away, don't know what's going on. So I said, uh, just let her know I came by to see my dad. And so she wanted to get into an argument, but I had already called my brother to let him know uh, what was going on with dad. And uh, he said, go ahead and pull off, don't argue. So I went on. Then on my way to, to church Sunday, um, I asked uh, Stacy to go by and check on my dad. And he did, and um, so on my way home from church, I called him, I said, well, how was dad? He said, well, when I got there, he was on the ground. And he said, um, my dad said he had been on the ground for two hours, so he was full of sweat. So, but he helped him get in the house, got him some water, and got him sitting up on the sofa. And I said, well, why didn't you let me know? He said, well, you were at church, and I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> when it comes to my dad, is no bother. And as the, the prayer went up this morning, you know, the Lord had been saying, we need to show love. We need to start showing compassion. And so uh, when the prayer went forth this morning, I said, okay, Lord, I am hearing you. It's not by my circumstances, but I'm actually hearing you. So that Sunday, when I went by to check on him, again, he said he didn't have anything to eat. The young man again comes over, and, uh, but this time he don't have a cell phone. And he says um, that he had been asked to look in on my dad, but my dad has dementia now. And um, so, but he's been helping him get in the bed. He said, but I have a concern. I said, okay, what's that? And he said, um, 
when I went to help your dad get in the bed, um, I moved a pillow and there was a gun under it. He said, I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> and I said, um, okay, did you move it? And he said, no, um, but needless to say, he said, but uh, I went ahead and locked up the house, put him in bed, gave him his medicine. But the next morning, Monday, I get a phone call. I'm at work and the wife called and um, she says, is daddy with you? And I said, what you mean? I'm at work. Why would he be with me? He said, well, the neighbors can't get him up. They don't see him in the bed. He's not uh, outside um, sitting on the stool that he normally sit on. And I said, okay, I'm on my way. And I said, now, I'm going to tell you. I said, now, if I get there and can't get him to the door, I'm calling the fire department. And she was like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Uh, see if you can try and get in the window. Or <laughs> really? <laughs> so I get there, uh, knock on the door, nothing. So I go ahead and call the fire department, and they come. Uh, and I must say, they were very quick. I'm very thankful for that. The neighbors, um, they come next door. Um, so they go in through a back door. And when the fireman came, and he, he looked at me, I said, well, where is he? And he said, come with me. So we went out in through the door, and um, they had found him on the floor. And they, were, they had got him up and asking him some questions, how long he had been on the floor. He didn't know. Um, he had thrown up the food that whatever they fed him. Um, and I'm telling you, the condition that my dad was in broke my heart. And he asked me, my dad said, um, what you doing here? You seen your mama? And I didn't know how to answer that question because, again, my mom passed in 2005. So I changed the subject. And I asked, I said, Daddy, you okay? You know, asking questions. And, um, of course, I mean, he's just really in bad condition. I said, Daddy, so let me take you to the hospital. And so the paramedics say, he don't have a choice. Now, the previous day uh, when I went by there, I tried to get him in the car. He, he said he was going to go to the hospital. He had, felt, he had fallen, had a knot on his head, and I said, Dad, let's go. Oh, yeah, okay, just help me to the car. Well, I knew I couldn't help him to the car. Stacy was still at work. I called the fire department. So they came, and, uh, you know, they talked to him for a few minutes, took his blood pressure and all that, and asked him, uh, so, um, your daughter says she's going to take you to the hospital. He said, I ain't going nowhere. But, of course, they wouldn't make him go either. And I, I was surprised by that. But when they came the second time, it was one of the same men. And he said, no, he don't have a choice this time. So they went ahead and they called an, um, an ambulance for tra transport. But it was taking them so long, I said, no, get him in my car. And they said, well, he's soaked. It doesn't matter. Get him in my car. If you can get him in my car, I'll get him to the hospital. So on we went. But while we're heading to the hospital, um, I have a SoundCloud on, and Bishop is speaking. And she's just talking. He said, you, talk, you taking me to church? <laughs> and I said, church? He said, yeah, you taking me to church. But on the way to Mobile Infirmary, it's, you know, on it's really passing the church. 
So I said, no, I'm not taking you to church. He said, I bet there's a lot of people there. So he's just talking, and I'm just saying, mm-hmm, because I know, you know, he's, he's just talking. He's kind of out of his mind. And um, just seeing him like this, my dad was always on the go, always working. I've never seen him a man to sit down. So this was just really strange for me. Well, get him to the, um, to the hospital, pull up at the, at the door, and I asked the nurse to come out, and she come out with the, um, the wheelchair and everything. So they're helping him get out of the car, and he's refusing to get out. So they had a man to come out, and he started talking to him as he was a friend. And so that kind of made my daddy ease up. And he got out. They got him in the wheelchair, got him on in. And um, they started asking me for information. And so they, he had already been there, so they had most of it. And so I put my phone number down. Well, when they get him to the back, and they start to uh, get him out of his clothes and into a gown, I said, well, let me step out. And then the doctor said, no, you can leave. And I said, well, I told him I wasn't going to leave. And he said, no, you can leave. We'll call you. That was concerning. I said, okay. Uh, but I went on to work, which is real close by. And I'm thinking to myself, we always say this will never happen to me. This will never happen in my family. I would never let one of my family members end up like this. But yet to say, this is my dad, and he's in a condition where now he don't remember um, half of his family members. Uh, but it takes him a while, and he will start to remember. Um, but they went on, and it took, I think I took him to the hospital, got him to the hospital about 10 o'clock. I got off work at 4.30. When I got to the hospital about 4.45, they were just getting ready to move him from the ER to a room. I said, now this is ridiculous. But they had to do all kind of tests and everything. I mean, his knee was swollen. Um, his head was swollen. Um, I mean, so all sorts of things were going on. And I said, well, Lord, it's, it, okay, I've been asked to speak. I know that all that I'm going through. And I believe this was on a Wednesday. Um, because I had meetings all week, and I knew it was going to be a busy week. But I had already agreed to get up and speak. But I'm thinking, this will never happen to me. So, okay, we go on. Uh, get to the hospital. My brothers, um, all of his family are showing up. And his wife's still out of town. But she started texting me. And I know you're saying, is this a church service? Well, yeah, it is. But this is what God told me to give you. And um, so she texted me, how, how is he? Uh, what are they saying? And I'm saying, well, shouldn't you be calling the hospital? Because number one, you're his wife, and they're not going to give us too much information. And so my, my uh, brother decided, oh, no, we calling DHR. And so, uh, but DHR had already gotten involved because of the firemen had been there twice and the, what they were seeing. I didn't want to walk through the lady's house. So wherever he was, that's where I met him. 
uh, but they walked through. Uh, we couldn't find them any clothes. They said, all we see is women clothes. Um, I'm looking for him a jacket. Uh, the jacket uh, that I found him, I knew he had had years ago. I had remember seeing him wearing it. So I gave him that, and so we get him on. Um, but anyway, got him to the hospital. I said, okay. I had no idea what uh, my dad had been going through. You know, my dad used to stand, I thought, six feet tall. But when I talked to my brother, because, uh, you know, they, they had asked us, they were going to send him to a nursing home after he's released. He couldn't go back to the house. And um, so that I had told him I would get him some clothing. And so my brother said, um, no, daddy don't stand six feet tall. I said, what you mean? He said, because of poor nutrition. He's now 5'7". He is now 5'7". My dad has always, always been a big man. Now weighs 165 pounds. And while he's been in the hospital, you know, we running, we going, we, you know, seeing him. Everybody's coming and sitting with him. And um, I had been at work all day, and they told me that he was asking for me. And I said, I didn't even think he knew who I was. They said, yeah. He's asking for you. So I went by as soon as I got off work and uh, got off work a little bit early so I could get by there to see him and get home to take care of myself. By then, it's uh, Friday. <laughs> and the Lord keeps saying, we need to show love. No matter what people have done to you over the years, we need to show compassion and we need to show love. And this is what Bishop has been telling us all along, is to show love. You know, and I'm hearing her message, um, and she's also talking about it, and my, and my dad is hearing this part. And she started talking about, um, you know, when she was going through COVID, um, she was asking the Lord, you know, the Lord has said, is it your time? And she's saying, well, I don't know. And he told her, no, it's not your time. So when that part of her message came over, he's just smiling. <laughs> and I said, uh, Daddy, you're not trying to leave here, are you? He said, no. And I said, okay. I said, well, are you praying? Oh, I, absolutely, I'm praying. I said, okay, well, you know the word of God. That's the one thing that comforts me is knowing that he knows the word of God. But while I'm getting all upset and, you know, just not really wondering what's going on with this lady, but, you know, I'm upset because I didn't put aside differences because had I been continuing to go visit my dad, I could have kept a better eye on him. Well, all the family could have, but we allowed differences to come into play and, you know, we say, well, this is who he wants to be with. We're going to let him be there. But God is saying, show love, show compassion. You know, in our foundational scripture that we have, you know, the Lord tells me, tells us that, you know, we should wait on him and allow him, you know, patiently wait on him. Our expectation is in him. 
not from anybody else. See, the Lord knows that life is going to happen. But how will we respond to it? You know, he said, will we wait on God and allow his perfect will to be fulfilled in our lives? You know, so when I went by my dad's house, you know, just seeing him in that condition, I'm saying, now, if mama had been here, this, this never would have happened. But life happens. You know, so I had to remember that part. Life is happening. You know, trials are going to come. But the Lord is saying, how will we respond when that trial comes? How will you go through the storm? And so he brought me to, if you'll turn to Luke 8 and 11. God is good with his word and when those trials and tribulations are coming we need to have that word down on the inside so we can respond the right way and that's by waiting on him showing love even when times are bad we need to show love and show compassion to people because we never know what people are going through even down to the neighbors uh, that helped my dad next door, they were just doing what they were asked to do. But had they not been fixing him meals, had they not been going over and at least, you know, checking on him, no one knows what would have happened. So I even had to show love and compassion to, with them. You know, I got to know them um, as the, the young man say, hey, I'm just 24 years old, I'm not certified to do this but I'm making sure he eat, okay? So I'm thankful for all that they did do, you know? So, but the Lord is, is continually show compassion, show compassion, show love. Trust me. And through all of this, now I know we came all this way for my dad to get the attention that he needs. When he sent when he asked me to go by his house, you know, I would catch him out on the stool. Just talk to him. Didn't matter whether he knew who I was. He had somebody to talk to. When we see older people and you see them talking to themselves, don't ignore them. Show love and compassion. You don't know when the last time they ate. You don't know the last time when they had a bottle of water. Show compassion and love. So... Through all of this, the Lord sent me to, to, again, Luke 8. And let's read Luke 8 and 11. It says, now this parable is this. The seed of the word is, uh, the, seed is uh, the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and take away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. And I looked at that, and, I, and it, which made me thankful that the word of God is down in my, my, my dad's heart because he was always reading. He was always studying. And uh, <laughs> my brother said, Dad, you want me to pray for you? Because he kept talking about prayer, 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 prayer. And so my uh, brother said, Dad, you want me to pray for you? He said, no, 
I know how to pray for myself. I know how to get a word. That word is what has kept him so far. So <laughs> we always have to ask people, and Bishop has told us this, before you go praying, you ask that person. So by asking him, you know, Daddy, you want me to pray for you? And Dad was able to say, no, I know how to pray for myself. You know, he, he talks. But um, we know, um, anyway, God has him. So in, uh, in 13, it says, they on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root. Is the word down inside of us? Is the word really taking root down on the inside of us? Because it's going to come out. Okay. And it says, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation, fall away. That's why that word has to be rooted and grounded. And then, and that which fell among the thorns of they, which when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit of perfection. Again, life is going to happen, okay? But when, that, when life things happen, life situations come up, how are we going to respond? You have to think about that and never say, this will never happen to me. And then in 15 it says, but that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. No man, when he had lighted a candle, covered it with a vessel and put it under a bed and set it on a candlestick that they which enter in may see the light. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest. And when I read this, you know, it just really made me see that really what was going on in the time of my dad, it had to come out. In order for him to get the care that he needed, there were some things that had to happen and took place. And by him falling and by people going by and, you know, the fire department having had to be called, this is what got him where he is now to get the care that he needs. So, again, life happens, okay? But we, how are we going to respond to it? Then it says, take heed, therefore, how ye hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not from him shall be taken, even that which seemed to have. But the Lord is saying to me, and I, and I had to ask, I said, Lord, is this really what you want me to, to, <laughs> to reveal, things that are going on in my personal life? And he's like, life happens. You know, people all the time we say, Oh, this will never happen to me. But God wants us to know that life can happen to anybody. Amen. Things will happen, whether you want them to or not. Amen. All right. God is good. So he also showed me where um, when the storm comes, you know, we've been told we need to pray for the storms. 
And it's not just the storms out there. It's the storms in our lives. How are we going to respond to that storm? And right now, it is a storm. Are we going to panic? Are we going to uh, trust in God? Because he tells us to put all, lean on him. Put all of our trust in him. But what are we going to do with it when the storm comes? Okay? So he brought me, he showed me where, um, says now he came to pass on a certain day that he went into the ship. Now this is when uh, they were going to the other side. But guess what? The disciples were with him. They with him. They seeing the miracles. They seeing his work. They're seeing, they're, they're with him every day. These are his disciples. Okay? But when he, you know, Jesus knew, I got this. So he went on and, and went to sleep. And this is when they're in the boat. And then a storm come on the, light, on the lake. And the boat was filled with water. They were in jeopardy. So they panicked. And they went to the Lord. They woke him up out of his sleep. We're going to perish. The Lord saying, man, oh, man. He rebuked the wind and the raging's water. Peace be still. So in our lives, when the storm come, are we going to say, peace be still? Because we know God got this. But are we going to panic? Or are we going to run around, you know, flaming the fires? What are we going to do? But the Lord is saying, where is your faith? We've got to have faith in the Lord. You know, being afraid. Talking to each other about what's going on instead of talking to God. But this is what the disciples, those who are walking with him... That means we got the word down in us. What are we doing with it? The word should be filling us up with that trust and knowing God got this. Peace be still. Speak peace. Show love. Show compassion. And then they're wondering, now how is it that he can command the winds? But if you've been walking with God all this time, you know he got this. If you've seen his miracles, if you've seen his work, if you've seen how he can raise the dead, heal the sick, the blind, you know he got this. So how are you going to ask the question, now how is it that he can calm the winds? Is the wind and the water bigger than him? No. He tells us to speak. Speak. So while the, I'm going through this storm, the Lord is just telling me, continue to show passion, compassion, continue to show love. You know, we get so much word in this house. We get so much word, and we're in one of our things that we're always told, show that compassion and show love. You know, don't allow either the person on the sitting on the left and on the right, you know, whatever. You know, somebody come in and they're sitting where you normally sit. Okay, there's many seats in here. <laughs> but God is telling us we need to show love. We need to show compassion. We're not going to always agree. People are not going to always be with us. So while they're here, 
show love. Don't wait until you get to the gravesite to be talking about how much you love them. Show love today. Speak life. Show love. The person sitting on the left and sitting on the right, you need to show love to that person because we don't know what they are going through. Again, life happens. We cannot say, this will never happen to me. And I'll show you. <laughs> Friday night, and you're probably saying, why is she walking like that? Friday night, I had been, I was so exhausted by all that I had been going through all week that I fell. <laughs> and Hoover picked me up with Stacy. And I'm telling you, uh, I was hurting. I said, just let me lay here for a minute. Just, just let me lay here for a minute. Let me get myself together. Don't. <laughs> I, but I couldn't do anything but laugh because I'm sitting here thinking that'll never happen to me. You know, I'm not going to fall. I'm not. No. Don't ever say this will never happen to me. And sometimes when things happen, it allows you to see what that other person has been going through. So when I fell, everything hurt. I mean, my knee, uh, my arm, everything hurt. And I just wanted to lay there for a few minutes and say, no, you got to get up. You got to get up. So he helped me get up. And I was just being hard-headed. Oh, no, I got this. I can do it. I can do it. No. We need help sometimes. And regardless of how you feel about a person, allow that person to help you if they're willing to help you. In this ministry, we are a help. We sow seed. We come in when Bishop asks us to do something. And even if she don't ask you to do something, if you see something that needs to be done, just do it. Everything that you see in this ministry today, the floors. Oh, and my God, the ladies' room is beautiful. He wasn't asked to do that. That was something he did. Saw a need and did it. When we see a need in the ministry, if you see paper out there on the floor, pick it out there on the ground, pick it up. This is our ministry. If you see something that's not right, if you can't fix it, say something. When Bishop said that the water bill had gotten so high, it shouldn't have gotten that way. Because when you see something, say something. Especially if you can't fix it yourself. We are a helpmate in this ministry. This is the house that God gave us. That's our bishop. And we need to be praying for her. Keeping her in prayer. Because, you know, he gives some teachers, he gives some preachers, evangelists, but God gave us our bishop, okay? And we need to keep her in prayer. Giving her water is just so minor. But that prayer surrounding her and camping her with angels to keep her, that's what she needs. Exactly. We love our bishop. But I'm telling you, I didn't get up last Sunday to just say how seeing this ministry today, 
it's beautiful. And just going in her office is beautiful. The new uh, communication center over there is beautiful. God has done a work in this house. But it wasn't because Bishop went to uh, the administrator and said, can you do this? It was something that needed to be done, and he did it out of the kindness of his heart. He had a vision, and <laughs> there you go. But God is saying we have got to start showing love in this house. Show love to your neighbors. Show love to your family members that are afar. A phone call, a text message. You know, I was telling my daughter-in-law, um, if you text somebody, I love you, and you don't get a response back, don't worry about it. You do the right thing. And that's what we should do, the right thing. And that is to show love and show compassion. And don't ever think that life will not happen to you. But when life happens, what will you do? How will you respond? Will you trust in the Lord? And when we go back to our foundational scripture, uh, Psalm 62 and 5, will we trust in God? Will we believe that he got this? He's telling us to trust in him. Patiently wait on him. Psalms 18, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I will take refuge, my shield, oh my God, my stronghold. Trust in God. He's saying, I got this, but you got to trust me. You can't run before me because that's when we get in trouble. So we don't ever have to plot. We don't ha ever have to do anything against anybody because God's saying, I got this. Isaiah 26, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. God got this. He brought us to this ministry, whether it was by somebody that came to you and said, hey, um, come to church with me next week. Some of us, that's how some of us got here, by somebody inviting us. But I'm so thankful that the Lord has me here because I hear the word, I hear the word, and even when I cannot come, he made a way for SoundCloud where the messages are saved and we can hear the word over and over and over, and sometimes that's what we need. When we're going through the storm, we need the word. So while I'm going through this storm, the Lord said, SoundCloud. This is why when my dad get in my car, the word is going for. Because whatever he going through, I've learned this. Even when, if someone has been in the ministry all of their lives and have read God's word, no, no matter where they are mentally, that word is down in there. So when he hearing Bishop speak, He's saying, you taking me to church? He know that's the word. That's the word of God. And now he's heard Bishop speak, so he knew her voice. So don't ever think that just because you talk to somebody, they're hearing you. They're hearing you. 
So always speak life to them. Don't go ahead and speak detriment because God got this. If it's their time, it's their time. If it's not, you ain't going nowhere. It's something that God got for you to do. Jeremiah 17 and 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Will you trust God? When life happens to you, will you trust God? When our parents, they may not never come to you and say, I need you. But I'll always ask. And sometimes you just do. Sometimes you just take them a bottle of water. I didn't ask him if he needed any water. I just took it to him. And he drank that water so quick that it really hurt to know that he hadn't had anything to drink. So that cup of water, that water that we give Bishop every Sunday, sometimes it's what she needs. So always be a provider in the ministry. Whether you sow a dollar, whether you sow two, sowers in the house of the ministry. Because it takes money to keep the lights on, to keep the water on, be a sower, be a tither. That's only following God's word. But if we're saying that we love God, we're going to do what his words say. Okay? And then he showed me where he kept telling me to show love, regardless of what, to show love. First Peter 4 and 8, above all, love each other. Because love covers a multitude of sins. So again, no matter what a person did, show love, show compassion. You know, don't get upset and decide that you're not going to speak to them for the rest of their lives because that time you make that decision may be the last time. So always show love. Romans 12 and 9, your love must be sincere. Is it real? You know, when it's easy to uh, say those words, I love you. But is it real? Because it's going to show whether it's real or not. Even when we say we love our bishop, will we do what she asks us to do? We can't get high-minded. We can't go before her because when she comes in here and give us a word or when she come in here, and sometimes she may tell us to sit down. When she tells us to do that, it's because this is what the Lord has told us need to happen. Because sometimes we need that time to get ourselves together. If she say, no, I don't want you on this team, or no, I don't want you in this choir, um, God's got something else for you. Don't get upset. Because she's going to only give you what God has given her. That's the one thing I've learned by being in this ministry. Is she going to follow the leading of our Lord's word? Whatever he's given her, she's going to bring it in here, and she's not going to sugarcoat it. So when she tell you that the Lord said get the house in order, oh, look out. Because she's going to get the house in order. There will not be times when things don't happen. And the outside looking in, you know, they formulate uh, their thoughts. And 
we've got to remember that, again, life happens. But how will we respond to it? Will we continue to rely on God? Will we continue to rely on his teaching? Will we continue to trust in the bishop that he has given us? Or will we leave? We've got to continue to do what God has told us to do. But if he brought you here, it's where you're supposed to be. You know, many times I've had people in the midst, oh, you need to go somewhere else. No, that ain't what God told me to do. And you got to stand firm. <laughs> you need to stand firm. Where they're going may be where, where God told them to go. But sometimes out of being angry because Bishop told them to sit down or Bishop told them not now, they decided to leave. And I don't know why God got me saying all this, but he's saying that this is where he brought us. This is the bishop that he gave us. And when we sh showing love is by doing what she's asking us to do. And if she said no cause, it's no cause. <laughs> if she says no text, now there's a couple times that she said that and she's called me. Well, she called me. Now, if she called you, it's because she needed to get something to you. But if she's, we've got to be obedient. It is important that we be obedient in the house of God. We take the word that we've been given and we work the word. We cannot come in and hear the word and go out the same way. So another scripture that the Lord gave me. If you'll turn to 1 John 4 and 16. But God is good, but his word. It's not our word, it's his word. All right. And that's 1 John 4 and 16. And again, we're not going to be in here long because I'm in pain. All right. So 1 John. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm going to take my time, but uh, let's see. First John. <laughs> oh, let's see. Amen. Let's see. Four and 16. Okay. All right. We'll start at 15. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him. And he is God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. See, we can't say that we love God and not love our neighbor. We can't say that we love God whom we've never seen. We've seen his works. Who we've never seen. But the person, our brother, our sister, our neighbor, the person that's sitting next to us on the seat, if we're not showing love, how can we really say we love God? Because it says here, God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, in God in him. When we say that we have been saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with God's word, we're going to show love. We're going to show compassion. There will be visitors that are going to come in here and they're looking for something whether they're looking for a new church home or whether they're just looking for somewhere to go 
because they may have been hurt at a previous ministry. Show love, show compassion, be sincere in that love. Also, uh, 17, herein is our love and made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because that he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casted out fear because fear has torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he loved us first. God died on that cross for us. Even while we were still in our midst, he died for us. And he didn't, he didn't turn his back on us when we made a mistake. He gave us the opportunity to repent, get up, and go forth, move forward in his love. He say, if a man say I love God and hated his brother, he's a liar. I didn't write this now. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Showing love is so important. It's so important that we continue to show love, walk in love, every day. Because we never know when we might not never see that person again. But show love. Show commitment. And to this house, we want to make sure we take care of it. We are in a beautiful ministry. There are some ministries that they still got tarps on the roof. Or they're having church outside. They don't have anywhere. Or their church is still closed because of COVID. <laughs> but this one here never shut down. Trusted in the Lord. We were in the back for a short time, but guess what? The word still went forth. God is in this house. He meet us at that door every time, showing love, showing commitment. And through our bishop, she always show love. She's going to tell you she got some baloney at home, but now she'd have moved up to Turkey. But she's going to tell you was what? And you either accept it or you reject it. But I behoove you that if she give you a word, stand on it. Because it's going to come to pass. She's telling us, show love and show compassion. God is love. We cannot walk around and say, this will never happen to me. I'm a testament of that. Um... We've got to make sure that when we receive the word that is down in here, we continue to allow, allow it to move anything out that's not like him. Show love. Show compassion. Be grateful for the things that you do have, and you won't even miss what you don't have. We don't know the time or the hour. But I do know that when God wakes you up the next morning, it's for you to do something. And the first thing is to give thanks because there are many that didn't wake up. So God is good. You're here. You're dressed. 
you, if you drove here, that means you're in sound mind. God got you. Continue in his word. Continue to show love. Continue to be committed to the word of God and doing what he asked you to do. If he brings someone in your, in, up in your memory, you may need to call that person. You may need to check on that person. But I said, Lord, well, you know, all of this happened, and I could see that he's putting his word together, and, but I didn't think of it as that. I thought of it as life. Life happens. And if you haven't noticed, the biggest topic of today is mental health. Mental health. We never know what people are going through. So show love. Your kindness may be the only kindness a person get. So show love. Our children, we need to teach them. We need to be having them in the house of the Lord so they can hear the word. And when they grow up, they may go through some things, yes, but that word going to come out. They're going to know. You know, when my kids are going through stuff, the first person they call them is mama. But I have to tell them, yeah, you call mama. But the first place you need to go is get before God. Because what mama can't do, God can. Because he got this. Trust in the Lord. Not everybody else. Even when it comes down to mom and dad, we can only do so much. But if you instill that word in your children, they're going to know how to call on the Lord themselves. This is what we need to teach them how to call on the Lord themselves, how to get a prayer through. Showing love and compassion is not just, you know, those three little words, I love you, because that don't mean a hill of beans if we're not really showing that person love. So irregardless of what has happened in the days past, today is a new day. Are you going to show love? Are you going to be committed to what God is telling you to do? Are you going to be committed to coming where he's sending you? Are you going to continue to share his word? We're all witnesses of God. So what, is the, what are people are going to see in us when we are out and out of the ministry? When we go outside those doors, are people going to see love? Are they going to be treated with respect? Are they going to be treated with kindness? Will we give them a drink of water if they need it? That's showing love. That's showing compassion. And our bishop in this house is love and compassion. When people come in and they need, she's going to meet them. Okay? And God will lead her and guide her in what needs to be done. Now, she ain't no fool either. I must say, wise woman. And I'm thankful that she is my bishop. She's the bishop of this house. And when she gives you a word, stand on it. God is love. He wants us to, when we're saying that we are Christians, it's like we represent him. We are a representative of Christ when we're saying we're Christians. So when we want people to follow us into the house of the Lord, are they going to follow us if we, if we just as bad as them? They're looking for something. 
But again, mental health is the biggest word you're going to hear today. In, in today's time, it's all about mental health. We've got to make sure that we're showing love and compassion, showing people that there is a God. You know, people have lost sight of that, but there is a God. There is one who loves you. When we tell a person that God loves you, can they see it in us? We are his representatives. We are Christ-like. So what are we showing the people? We've got to make sure that everything we do, especially when we're, we're out and we're saying, hey, come to my, uh, my ministry, uh, Bishop Angelita Carmichael. But if they see us out there acting the fool, they might say, mm, I don't know about that. We're representing somebody. So we're representing Jesus Christ when we say we're Christians, when we say we go to KSL Ministries, and we're inviting someone here, we're representative. So we need to be acting accordingly. But in 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, and now these three re remaineth, faith, hope, and love. Our foundational scripture, Psalm 62 and 5, is that we need to be trusting in God, waiting on him, because our expectation is in him, not people. But we are representatives of him, and we need to make sure we're showing love to people. So all that has happened in the times past, we need to make sure we continue to walk in love. Walk in forgiveness, because not every day is going to be lovely. And yeah, people may offend you, but walk in love. Walk in forgiveness. And this is the word that God has given me.